0: Welcome to yourliferocks.com podcast, where you can build a life of balance, purpose, and success. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, working Christian mom, speaker, and coach. Each week, you will find tips and inspiration to grow personally in your career and in your faith and balance it all in your crazy, busy, beautiful life. If you want to cut the overwhelm and take control over your life, visit yourliferocks.com. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Jenny Stemmerman and I am the host of Your Life Rocks podcast. This podcast is all about helping
1: working Christian moms create more balance in their life. Now, one of the added resources that we have alongside this podcast is our Facebook group. If you are not yet a member, I invite you to go to Facebook and search Life Balance by Your Life Rocks. We'll also link to that in the show notes at yourliferocks.com forward slash Two nine. That's the number 29. And the awesome thing about that Facebook group is there was some discussion a few days ago about um, money issues and financial strain on marriage and how that was such an issue for some members in the
0: group. And I'm so excited to share this episode with our Facebook group because our expert that we have on today is going to talk all about how to talk about money without starting a fight in your marriage. Good, right? And I'll tell you, after doing this interview, I learned so much from our guest expert and I know that you are going to get a lot of value out of this episode as well. So without further ado, let's get started. All right, you guys, I am so
1: excited to introduce you to our special guest. Her name is Elle Martinez, and she is the founder of Couple Money and a weekly podcast where she teaches couples how to build up their marriage and net worth by learning to live on one income and have fun with the second. That is something I can totally get behind, having a lot more fun in your life. She also shares information about what matters most to couples looking at spending more time on what they love and less time on the financial minutia. In addition to couple money, L has been a contributing and guest writer at sites like TurboTax, Business Insider, and Entrepreneur. So without further ado, welcome to the show, L. Oh, thank you
2: so much. I'm so excited to be here, Jenny.
1: Oh, we are so excited to have you on and to learn from your incredible wisdom that you have to share. But before we get there, tell us a little bit
2: more about who you are. Well, as you mentioned, I founded Couple Money, and basically I started because I wanted to help, Jenny, and I think you and I are on the same page with this, um, that there has to be some kind of balance, and in my case, it, um, sharing about money. There's a lot of personal finance sites out there when I got started uh, that had great advice, but I couldn't find what I was looking for, which was namely, how do you communicate and work together as a couple? Because it's, it's hard. Even when you guys are in love um, and, and you want to do better, money is such an emotional topic. And I wanted something that kind of went against what we keep seeing in the media, um, how money can be a wedge. And I wanted to use money as a way for couples to get together and work through things.
1: Mm, That is so beautiful, and I think that's so very, very needed. And obviously, you have a family, so tell us a little bit about your family.
2: Well, I am very blessed and grateful. I have a wonderful husband. This year will be 10 years married. Oh, congratulations. Thank Thank you. And I have two little ones, a 4-year-old and a 16-month-old. Both girls, both very energetic. (laughs) That keep me busy, Um, and I'm very... Uh, appreciative that I'm able to work from home with the two little girls. That was a priority for us. And so, you know, that's also one of my kind of unofficial goals and why I had mentioned um living on one income. It does provide an opportunity for families to have a, a stay-at-home parent, especially those first few years with the kids. I really want families to have that option.
1: Mm, that's beautiful. Very, very nice. So, with everything that you have going on, and I know we talked about a little bit of this in the, in the pre-interview discussion that we were talking about, um, but you know, well, you've got a lot on your plate, a lot to manage between the little ones and spouse and your business that you have going on and that's thriving. And at Your Life Rocks, we are all about working Christian moms creating balance for themselves. And life balance is one of those weird words that everyone um, kind of has their own definition to.
2: So share with us your definition for life balance. Well, I think the first of all, like, you know, we have so much to do. So when I think of life balance, I think big picture because, you know, day to day it does change. And uh, besides family and work, of course, my faith is so important to me, you know, um, working with the community, working with the congregation, helping out wherever I can. It does have take a lot of time. So what I try to Think and how I try to look at life balance is if someone were to watch me, or even if I was to review like the last couple months, how I spent my time and where my 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 schedule was, um, is it reflecting what I'm telling my children is important in our lives? You know, am I out there um, helping in the congregation? Am I actually? you know, out there in the ministry, am I um, taking care of my family, you know, time with my husband, because I am a mother, I'm also a wife. Uh, And so we're all imperfect. (laughs) So I'm not trying to go for perfection. But am I, you know, spending my time the way that I I feel like those are my priorities? Am I living what the talk?
1: Hmm. I love that, and I love that you said, "Is it reflecting what I tell my kids is important?" I think that that's such a big key takeaway. I wrote that down actually, because I think sometimes we need to have those accountability statements in our life that we can look at and kind of shine the light on ourselves as some self coaching and figure out what we can do best. And so I love that you said that. Cause I think it's a great self coaching question just to be able to ask. Um, so if you're listening to that, I would. I would challenge you, as you look at your own schedule and your own calendar, to ask yourself, is it reflecting what you tell your kids is important, and if not, what can you do
2: differently? I love that so much. Oh, thank you. Well, you know, kids are the ultimate (laughs) accountability partners, because they reflect back, (laughs) one way or the other, what you're doing at any time um, versus what you're saying. Absolutely. (laughs) Sometimes it's
1: painful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm so excited to learn from you today because I know we're going to be talking about money and also about our marriage and kind of how the two can go hand in hand. Um, And one of the things that we always focus on when we talk about life balance here at Your Life Rocks is really the eight different categories to grow in. And one of them is financial and the other one is marriage. So I'm super excited to learn from you on how to combine the two and really grow in both areas at once. So I know you have some tips for us, but before we get into that, what would you say would be kind of a, a mindset thing to prepare us for as we kind of start working towards these action items to make a difference for
2: our families? I think as I've. It's been like seven years I've been doing this and what I've learned from others as they share their story. Um, and again, it just reflects those biblical principles we you know grow up with or, or we pick up and learn. Um, the foundation is always love. You know, it will get you uh, through many difficulties and finances can be stressful. uh, But then right there with love, and I think sometimes we forget about this, is having respect for one another and having this honest communication. Um, Sometimes we try to, we think we're protecting when we're withholding. You know, certain information mm. because we don't want to hurt someone's feelings, or, or we kind of walk on eggshells. Uh, but the loving thing is to to be open about this because your your marriage deserves no less than your best.
1: Mm, I love that. I think that that's amazing. Um, you know, just with those little points that you started off with the foundation of love, respect for one another—I um, think that that's a huge part of. Just having a marriage and and open communication in general, but really as you're talking about setting that foundation for money, it really can help bring down some of those guards.
2: Yes. And, you know, a lot of us may know this in our heads, but when it's in our hearts, that's when it starts manifesting. And as we'll get into, and, and you probably know, a lot of times when we have money problems, it's not really about money. It's something deeper. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So
1: if someone's listening to this and they're kind of finding themselves um, exactly where you were talking about, like they're walking on eggshells, maybe they're not being as open as they should be, and they just want to, they want it to be different, both their relationship with money and their relationship with their husband. What are some of the things that you would tell them and guide them through in order to
2: make a change? Uh, the first step is be upfront with each other. Um, The second step that goes from there, once you're up front with each other, start uh, creating goals together. Start dreaming together. And then the reality is we all have different gifts. So play to your financial strengths is the third step. And step four is a favorite, and a lot of people find this useful, is use tools that fit your money styles. There are so many options out there um, that allow you to – kind of offload the minutia so you can focus on the big picture. And then the last step is have regular money dates. And they're a lot of fun.
1: Mm, I love this. Okay, so let's dive deeper into number one, being upfront with each other. Tell us a little bit more about that.
2: Well, we hear it over and over. Honesty is the best policy. Um, with marriage, again, um, as Christians, we we are to be truthful and We should be truthful to our spouse, most of all here on Earth. Um, And financial infidelity can rip apart a marriage. It's, It's such a source of stress. It can be a source of pain. But if you two are willing to acknowledge up front and give each other a safe space, you can do so much. So the first step I say is kind of sit down and look at your numbers and the numbers I'm Talking about it, or currently, where you, where are you now? What debts do you have? Credit cards, car loans, student loans, and then also, uh, what do you have? You know, how much is your maybe your house worth, or what you have in savings, any investments? And it sounds kind of dry, I admit, but the real benefit is we're actually going to be creating a map, and in a map, you need two two things. You need a destination and a starting point. So this is all about that starting point. And when you go through it, the reality for 95, 99% of the couples is that you're going to be surprised at where you are. It could be better or worse. You could find out that your spouse has a credit card that they had back when they were in college or whatever that they didn't tell you about. This is where you give each other grace and you give each other a safe harbor to express yourself and i know sometimes it's hard to open up but give it a try don't worry you can always you know take a break on this but at least try to start this conversation
1: Mm, i love it you know as you were saying that and just um, really thinking for myself when you start to open up about some of the details and the realities um, I could easily see, you know, some of the things that we talked about in the very beginning, that foundation of love and respect kind of being challenged <laughs> as you open up. And I love that you said give grace and safe harbor. And it just got me thinking that it might be a great opportunity before you have this discussion to to have prayer together and really talk about. Um, in that prayer time, asking God to keep that love and respect going throughout the conversation, just that way you're both aware and you're also inviting the Holy Spirit into the conversation as well. That would be incredible for you
2: two to have a prayer because that's that threefold cold, uh, threefold cold. Okay, I can't say that threefold cord won't be broken. You know, you're building that into it. Um, I think that's a fantastic suggestion. And we've had to When things get stressful, you know, take a step back and and have that prayer. But even before you start, um, because we all need his wisdom and we all also need patience. (laughs) Yes, 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 as we do. And understanding (laughs) because, you know, we can't read each other's hearts as best as we want to. And we don't know until we start talking about it. Well, why do you do that? Because a lot of times when there's problems with finances there's a pain and, you know, maybe in your spouse's life, maybe they grew up with um, not a lot of money and there's this fear. And so they beha- behave in a certain way, or maybe they grew with an over an abundance and didn't have limits. You know, maybe their parents spent more than they should have. Um, they lived beyond their means and they picked up those habits. You don't know. So at least when you know up front what the numbers are, that kind of leads to that conversation. Well, you know, how did you get there? Why did you do this? And again, please have respect Um, because when you open yourself, you're leaving yourself vulnerable. But, you know, we're created, you know, as man and woman to do this with, the, with each other, to be honest and to you let it all out per se. And when we give each other that love and that respect, it just it becomes a glue. Mm. You know, it, it really does you you prove to your spouse, that's, that's really another way of showing your love.
1: Mm, I love, I love that you said it's like glue because it just makes it, I don't know, it just takes it from being like this thought process and this thing that's intangible and brings it right back down.
2: Yeah. And I know sometimes it, it can be very difficult because there's so many different circumstances and I've, I've heard a lot of different, you know, stories and even I don't know how to start and approach things. So I always tell uh, couples if it feels like this conversation is leaving you too angry with each other, too hurt, um, take a step back. You can move on to the next step um, and come back to this later, later. But then again, this is another opportunity for prayer during those, you know, couple days where you're you're cooling down and then you can approach it again. Mm,
1: I love that. So you said maybe start in on the second step. So let's dive a little bit deeper into what that second step looks like. So you said it was uh, dreaming together and creating some goals together.
2: Yes. So we kind of, you know, again, with that map, we, we had a starting off point and now we're looking, what's your destination? And, you know, a lot of people, when you ask them, OK, what do you want to do with your money? OK, save up, take care of the kids, um, maybe if they go to college or maybe have like a, a vacation or. Or maybe you want to give more, and then I retire. But what I'm talking about here is where do you guys want to head towards? Um, start off with your dreams because money's just a tool. You know, it's when we are off balance with finances, loving it too much you know, or ignoring it and thinking, you know, it's not important to me, that's when we start getting problems. So, for example, my husband and I, one of our dreams when we first got married is if we have children, we wanted to be in a situation where one of us could stay home with the children, especially for the first few years. Um, It mattered to us, you know, when you are instructing your, your children at home, you have more opportunities, you know, you can... Then only talk about your faith, but you can show it because they're, you know, you're with them and they're with you doing these activities, and that really is a blessing. Uh, but the reality is, bills still have to get paid, right? So, <laughs> you know, as you're discussing this, though, what I found this beneficial is even though, like, say you're starting heavy in debt, and you're like, I can't even see us getting to a point where one of us is a stay-at-home parent, you've now put yourself in a position when you're talking about dreams and creating them together that you two are on the same team. Because sometimes you get stressed out, well, you got into credit card debt, but you spent you know too much shopping and you do this and that. You, you're fighting, but when you are dreaming together and creating goals together, first, you're creating accountability with one another. And then two, you are putting yourself on the same team.
1: Mm, I love that so much. And You know, one of this is one of my favorite things that my husband and I do on long car trip rides is we daydream about like what we would like to do financially in the future. And the thing that I love so much about doing this with him is it allows me to see different aspects of him that otherwise I never would have the opportunity to see. It really lets me see where his heart is because it's his desires that he's sharing in a way that, you know, for women, I think it's easy for us to share about our heart's desires, but for men, it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. At least I find with my husband, it is. And when we're talking about financial dreams, it's something that's more tangible that he feels a lot more comfortable really opening up and sharing about, but it allows me to see a different side of his heart that normally he keeps kind of guarded. So I love this step for that. Now, I'm a dreamer at heart, so sometimes I take those dreams, I'm like, perfect, let's make them into our reality a lot faster than maybe you're supposed to. But You too? Um, <laughs> oh, perfect, let's go build a, a school in Guatemala right now. Um, so, you know, I love, though, that that that's woven into that because it's one of those things that I think is necessary, but having it part of this greater process really does help me live a little bit more in reality and make some actionable steps going forward.
2: Yeah, and that's the great thing. When you know where you are and where you two want to go, you can work out a plan from backwards. You can talk with each other and say, okay, obviously right now we can't do it but can we do this in a year, 2 years or so forth. And it's amazing when you have two people that are really excited about something that really want to accomplish some good, they they can, you know? And then when you are working together and praying, you know, can, how incredible is that if like every night you pray about this, you know, we want to give ourselves, you know, be an opportunity where we can maybe do some missionary work, or maybe be um, in the community. You know, maybe a local ministry, whatever that is, and it's part of your prayers. That I mean, it moves you when you hear, you know, your spouse praying. That's well, it does for me. You know, it's a, it's mm-hmm. it's a great reminder that we are together and we are a team.
1: Absolutely, and I do think too because you're coming at it with a different approach. If that first step was a little bit more difficult, maybe some extra resistance. Once you do the second one of creating those dreams together, it might be easier to go back and revisit some of that conversation because now it's a different perspective.
2: Yes, definitely. And then, you know, when you're excited about something, you're going to find a way for it to work. So, you know, like um, for me, I know I started out actually with debt. and My husband barely had anything. Like when, right when we got engaged, we thought we were going to do the responsible thing and we laid it all out there. And I was the one that had the student loan, the car loan, the credit cards. And he had like this small semester student loan. And I, I admit, I, and I totally get it. I felt so awkward and embarrassed, but you know what? My husband showed me a side that made me love him even more. He goes, we're going to work through this because when I say I do, this is our debt and we're going to tackle this.
1: Mm, That's so
2: powerful. So, you know, that is an opportunity to grow as a couple. Any challenge that you have is difficult, but is also an opportunity to grow. I love that. And
1: I, you know, kind of talking about growing, your third step that you have is playing to your
2: financial strengths. So share with us a little bit about that. So one of the great things about, um, being a couple is that you're each most couples I see bring something to the table that's different than your spouse. You know, some of us are great at spreadsheets and looking at things and wants to keep all the balances, you know, managing the money, investing, and others are more big picture. And so as a couple, when you're coming up with your plan and you're, you know, you're drafting out, okay, this is what we want to do. This is how we're going to do it. You don't, each have to do exactly the same thing. Play to your strength. Is one of you really good with a big picture plan? Okay. Write that out. Make sure the investments are taken care of. Because with investments, a lot of it is just setting it and forgetting it, in a sense. Like, once you set that up, you don't have to worry about that day-to-day. But just have someone keep an eye on that. Debt reduction. Is one of you, like, the great motivator? You have that chart and the art- artist. Go for that. You know, Own that. And then... Um, You want to make sure that you assign roles and you you articulate it. Uh, I've seen couples where they had the right idea and the right intentions, but they kind of just assumed the other person would do this and they would do this because obvious that's, well, this is what I'm good at. So just make sure you both know what you're doing (laughs) and uh, just encourage and and thank each other when you're doing um, the responsibilities you said you would. Mm, I love that you
1: said that because it just kind of brings that foundational piece that we talked about in the very beginning Mm -hmm. through this whole bit. I mean, really, like you said, communicating who is doing what and exactly what that means. But then also you said that to encourage and to thank the other person for what they're doing. And I think that that helps to bring that respect piece
2: kind of throughout the entire process. Yeah, I mean, you should be thankful uh, it's with your spouse. I know it's so easy to take it for granted. But what a wonderful way. Again, those anytime there's a like an opportunity to show your love or to show your gratitude, I say go for it, especially, you know, as Christians, we are committed. We are commanded to do it to our neighbors. Who's our closest neighbor but our spouse?
1: All right, so this next one up is using the tools that fit your money style. And I love tools and resources that help me be more efficient with my time. So I'm really excited to learn from you on this one. Okay,
2: like it changes <laughs> a lot. There's so many good ones. So the ones that I, I like, um, and, and I'll, I'll just mention a few of them, um, have been around and they're really solid. Because as if you do your money right and if you're handling it, it's almost automatic once you set it up. You just want to make sure your money's going where you want it to. So, let's say you set up a budget and you're saying, "Okay, you know what? We're trying to live on one income. How do we cut back maybe on eating out?" There are tools like Mint, uh, the same people that do uh, TurboTax. They create it and it's free. You sign up and it like pulls your information. So you can, one, make a budget based on um, your bank accounts, and then they will send you text messages. So say if I said, okay, this month we're only going to do $100 eating out. And as you're spending your money, you'll get a weekly review on – well, we get ours on Friday. And then if you want, you can send them like text – set it up for text messages. So when you're at 75, oh, okay, you're getting close to your budget limit. Cause I'm I'm a big believer that money is a tool. I don't want to think about it all the time, you know. El,
1: you just changed my world by introducing me to this app. Like I can't wait to, to go and download it and get started. Because that's one of the things that's on my to do list that honestly I keep procrastinating is going through my bank statement, figure out where we're spending our money, and develop a stronger budget for ourselves. But it's not one of my strengths, and so. Like I said, I keep procrastinating, but this sounds like it might kind
2: of solve my problem. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, I was in the same boat, and that's one reason I started a couple of money. I was like, I need this information. Um, And then also, like, personal capital is similar, but it's more of a big picture looking at your investments. If you're more of that person who needs to just see, um, like, where your money is going on a monthly basis, they're really good about that. Um, Another one, and this is really handy, is I do a lot of shopping on Amazon for diapers and other household supplies. And there's this free um, app. It's called Paribus. And you sign up with them and you let them know where your accounts are. And basically, if your um, retailer like Amazon has a price protection, they will file um, on your behalf for a refund. So. Uh I've had, you know, you buy some items for the house and so forth, and the re, um, the retailers drop the price $5. That's $5 right there. Um, don't laugh. I got my air filters through Amazon, and I saved $25 because the price changed within a week. You know, so it wasn't anything on my part. Once I signed up for it, again – you know, you want to get the most for your money. So nothing's more frustrating to me than I searched, I found a great deal, and then it got even cheaper. And I should have just waited two days.
1: Oh, my gosh, that is amazing.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I know.
1: And I'm going to make sure we link to all of these in the show notes. So if sure. you're listening to this and your mind is being like blown open like mine is, you can just go to the show notes and we'll have them all listed
2: there. Yes. And if you're um doing like something like Dave Ramsey's plan, I highly recommend um Every Dollar, their budgeting tool. Uh that's pretty handy as well. Very easy to use. And then the last one I want to mention is See, I just mentioned one and then it just it dropped out. But it was, oh, yes, Digit. So this one was interesting. And at first I was like, how does that work? But say you want to save up, but you just have a hard time setting money aside because, you know, you got bills, you want to take care of family, you're giving. This will automatically transfer small amounts into a little saving stash for you. And what it does is it doesn't work immediately. It watches your behavior, which sounds crazy and very techy, but it like managed to save me like 25 in a month where I, I did nothing um, and I didn't miss it. So I, I love stuff like that where, oh, I am doing what I'm doing and I'm still saving some money. I mean, it's not a lot of money, but for maybe for those that want a little spending cash for vacation without going into debt, I found it to be a really helpful tool. Oh,
1: my gosh, that is amazing. I can't wait to, like, dive into all of these a little bit later, especially that first one, Mint, because I think, I don't know about you, but I just get super, like, it fills my spirit like nothing else if I can get something done that I've been procrastinating on forever. And I just think that that will make my week, just signing up for that one thing. Yes.
2: I I mean, I I really enjoy it, so I hope you do, too. Um, But, again, you know, we're talking about that life balance. I do think finances is important that you should pay attention And at the same time, I understand that it can get very unbalanced. So find a tool that fits your style. That way you can prioritize the more important things.
1: Mm, Speaking of more important things, let's talk about dates with our spouse. I know you recommend having regular money
2: dates. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, who doesn't want to have an excuse to have another date? <laughs> so when I mean money date, I think some people are like, oh, no, are we going to just talk about budgets? Uh, no, actually, I I think couples should start off like each money date. Um, it's about y- your family and, again, those goals and dreams that you establish. And, you know, having a prayer before a money date is a great idea to put you in that mindset, um, have your heart prepared and ready uh, to to see how things are going. Basically it's a checkup and a check in. And what I mean by that is yes, you're going to, you know, like say if you use mint, I, it's going to take five minutes because basically you, you can pull it on your phone or you can put it on online. You can pull that up and know where you're at, but a check in meaning, okay, we are doing really good, but next month we're probably not going to save as much because we're doing a family trip or, um, You know what? We have some extra money here. We just heard, you know, someone in the congregation is having a hard time or someone in the neighborhood is having a hard time. Why don't we give something? So these are opportunities where you can talk about your goals and also, you know, life happens and things come up and if you can check in with one another on that, it it can be incredible. It can be powerful.
1: What a fun date that would be is just to, to kind of pray over some added savings that you have found, maybe through using one of those apps or something else that you're doing and just having a fun
2: date to talk about who you want to bless. That would be an amazing date. I, I think so. You know, there's more happiness in giving than receiving. But, you know, those all, these are also times, these dates, is again reminding yourself of what matters and what you're working towards. And here's the, the hard part, sometimes a little awkward, but just reminding yourselves why you're doing it. You know, what's in your heart? Um, What goals do you want? Because sometimes goals change. You know, life happens. Maybe you weren't expecting to be parents or maybe you're expecting to be parents of maybe two kids and then you have four. You know, life um, has many opportunities and this is an opportunity on those dates to grow together and to work together on your dreams.
1: Oh, I love it. Well, thank you so much, Al. You've shared so much wisdom with us. I know that the listeners right now are probably... Um, doing like I'm doing and just writing all of these (laughs) notes down of things that they need to get busy doing. But could you stick around with us just for a few more minutes and share a little bit more? Of course.
0: Awesome. Hey, before we get back to the show, I have a question for you. What are you doing every day to be intentional about bringing your life into balance? Now, I know it can be a challenge with everything you have on your plate, but hey, give yourself credit. You're listening to this podcast, right? Now, I want to invite you to join our community. It is a place where you will get daily tips and inspiration to live a more balanced life. Plus, you get to interact with and have the support from some really awesome women in the community. Best part is, it's free and it will be in your Facebook feed. Now, let's talk about the next step. I want you to go to yourliferocks.com and join us today. Take that next step to having a balanced life now let's get back to the show all right you
1: guys we are back with the amazing elle martinez she is the founder of couple money and she's been sharing amazing wisdom with us i know your notes are probably full but we always want more so elle are you ready to share some more wisdom with us well i'm excited Awesome. So number one question
2: for you, what is your favorite career book and why? Oh, so this is might sound counterintuitive, but I have to say the four hour work week changed things for me. That is such a powerful book. Tell me about some of the main things that you got out of it. So, you know, a lot of people, they saw four hour work week. They're like, oh, how can I work less? And I, I enjoy what I do. Um, and I, I love being able to help families and write. But what I found so helpful about that was it was that idea of breaking things down with work and finding what's the essential and not worrying or outsour- outsourcing the minutia. Because sometimes, you know, there's always emails. There's always this. But especially when you have a, a work and, and you have a purpose and you want to help others, that's what you want to do. You don't want to do all this you know, doing the invoices and the and the boring stuff. So it helped me w- able to craft a system. And by cutting out the unessentials, that also helps me as a work from home mom.
1: Mm,
2: yeah, definitely have a lot more balance. That's
1: for sure. Yes. All right. Number one, I know you've already shared a lot of tools and resources with us already, but what is your number one resource that helps bring you more balance in your life?
2: Well, after, you know, reading the scriptures in the morning, I cannot highlight that uh, enough just you know having that quiet time to yourself as a mother it's easy that you want to take care of your family but sometimes you just have to step back and nourish yourself spiritually so I I have highly recommend that. Um, I found having like a little mastermind group has been helpful for me having two or three uh, people that are in the same situation as as me, I can kind of unload and we can troubleshoot and figure things out. That's been so helpful for me.
1: I love that. I agree so much on both of those. People think I'm crazy because I get up so super early in the morning. But if I don't like my day, like I just need that quiet time in the morning to be in prayer and to read scripture and open up my heart to let God speak to me on what he has for me that day, like without that like that's my number one thing for life balance without
2: that my life is not balanced at all yeah you just need that you know that that nice i kind of call call it a cold shower you know it gets you excited about the day and what's going to be happening and then um as a more like tool evernote (laughs) is awesome i cannot recommend it enough and there's different plans there's like free to paid versions but i just do so much um and you know you're probably like this. You have so many ideas, but again, you have to be humble enough like I can't do this right now. You know, the seasons of life with the kids, um, maybe in, you know, a couple months I might tackle this or whatever, uh, researching. Um, I even have a folder of, like my personal study, you know, when I'm tra- working through uh, both, you know, professionally and spiritually. It, it's really helpful to kind of have that one little app that I can use that goes along with me. I love that. We were talking
1: about that a little bit before we started this interview and Evernote is something that I am just stepping into, but I'm so excited because I have all of these little bits and papers floating around me all the time. And it was actually one of my coworkers. we were in a meeting and um, he saw me like shuffling through the stack of papers looking for this note. And he was the one who was like, Hey, have you ever thought about using Evernote? And I was like, "Oh, I can't learn another system and it, it like it, it just seems too complicated." And I personally like to handwrite things. And he goes, "Well, me too, but you just take a picture of it and then you can tag it and then you can search it." And I was like, "What?" Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mind blown. So, I'm super excited to jump in and learn a little bit more about that tool.
2: Yes, cuz I like both. I do like digital, but I I still have like my personal notebooks and uh, I love to write. So I use Evernote both ways and also pictures. Sometimes I'll do picture notes. Do, you know, an idea mm-hmm. and inspiration. Or you know, you can record into it. So there, no matter what your style is um for organizing, I think Evernote does a great job of there's a way to do it. Ooh, I like that
1: you can record into it because then cuz sometimes then my best ideas come to me when I'm either driving or I'm getting ready for work in the morning. And so it would be lovely to be able to just record that when I can't necessarily write it down or type it out or process it in another way.
2: Yes. And, and you know, with kids, uh, you get this inspiration, but you're in the middle of something with your children. And I tell them, you know, you're a priority and I have to show it. So what I do with Evernote is a little like jot it down, take a picture so I will remember later and then I can go back with the kids. Mm,
1: that's wonderful. I love that resource. Okay, so next up, number one parenting tip. Being a mom of two little ones, I'm
2: sure you've got a lot of parenting tips, no, I don't but know. What's about your that. number
1: one? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, something that's helped me personally is kind of taking my mindset out off of me whenever there's a, a situation or a conflict and kind of putting myself in their shoes. And what I mean by that is sometimes um, as a writer, I'm on a deadline. And that seems to be when my four-year-old's having a really difficult day, not listening, or I'm getting ready to record a podcast episode. And that's when the toddler wants to be loud. Um, Just kind of taking a step back and thinking about why they're doing something allows me to handle the situation better. Sometimes I'll ask them. My four-year-old's very good with expressing herself. And sometimes, like with the toddler, I pick up on signals. And I realize they're not trying to be difficult. She's tired. She's hungry. She's frustrated. I'm not saying that you will be like, ah, you know, just calm. But you are better able to, as a, a as a mom, as a parent, to take care of the situation in a manner that afterwards, you're like, you know what? That was good. I, I taught them patience or I taught them, you know, forgiveness or, you know, something of that nature. You feel a little bit better how you handle the situation.
1: Mm, that is so great. And I'm sure that they just feel so loved too, feeling probably more understood than they wouldn't otherwise.
2: Yeah. And of course, as every parent will tell you, um, work in progress with that. So I have really good days where I'm like, yeah, I did a great job. And other days I'm like, I could have done better. don't we all (laughs) something we all share for sure
1: well no at the very beginning of the episode you really talked about um, you know really faith being the center of everything that you do and even talking about your quiet time in the morning with scripture what is your favorite scripture that you feel like just really speaks
2: into your life I think considering what we've been talking about and considering like right now with so much going on with the family and the little ones. Um, James 119 um, hits me and it is a good reminder where it talks about everyone must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Um, we have so much in our lives, inside and out, you know, our own thoughts, our own fears, we have work responsibilities. We have responsibilities maybe within the congregation, with our family. and it's just like everything seems to happen at the same time, and someone comes and wants to drop something else. Um, just taking a, that step back again and breathing and just listen first, hear the whole mm. story, you know, especially with you know in a marriage, after you had a bad day and then you're like, okay, you got to watch the girls. And he's like, I'm tired. I You got to watch the girls. Wait, wait, wait. Let's just listen to each other. Tell me what happened in your day. And then, you know, I'll I'll tell you what happened my day. And then we'll figure out something for tonight. Um, And not getting angry and not assuming that someone's trying to stress us out. But, you know, we're all imperfect humans right now. And we sometimes rub each other the wrong way. Mm,
1: beautiful I love that James 119 thank you so much for sharing that welcome well it's been amazing having you on you've shared so much great wisdom I'm so forever grateful that you have come on our show and shared so much of yourself with us now if someone's listening to this and they want to know more about you how to work with you where should I send them
2: how can they get in touch with you oh great well I have everything on couplemoney.com Um, I have my articles. I highlight some of the podcasts. And I love this because I also share other couple stories who are working together on their marriage and finances or right now are kind of just starting and getting familiar with each other and the whole situation. And then for those that that listen to your podcast, and that's kind of how they love to do things, I do have couplemoneypodcast.com. And, again, we have stories from real couples. You know, it's beautiful. Marriage is a wonderful institution. Um, it is a an adventure and a commitment. So, you know, it uh, keeps things interesting on the podcast. We hit all those money situations and topics.
1: Beautiful. And we'll make sure we link to everything, including your social connections into our show notes as well. Well, thank you so much for being
2: on. It was great chatting with you today. Oh, it was wonderful. Thank you for having me.
1: I told you it was going to be an action-packed, value-added episode. I hope that you got as much out of Elle sharing as I did. And you can find everything that she talks about linked into our show notes at yourliferocks.com forward slash the number 29. That's yourliferocks.com forward slash 29. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, go ahead and hit subscribe in
0: iTunes or whatever app it is that you are listening to podcasts in because I know you are not going to want to miss a single one of the upcoming episodes. We have some of the most amazing guest experts lined up for some of the future episodes
1: including organization, relationship tips, and so much more. We'd also love
0: to have you in our Facebook community. So what are you waiting for? Come on over and join us. And if there are some topics that you would love to hear in some upcoming episodes, you can leave it
1: in the Facebook group, or you can leave it on the comments and review section in
0: iTunes. We read those, all of those great reviews that are coming in, and that really helps us build the show to be even better. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today. I hope you have a very blessed day. And until next time, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.